All right, here we are back on John's old time radio show. Here from the uh, lovely south of France with our guest Robert Crum in his record room. Hello, Robert. Hey. Thanks for having us again, once again. Pleasure again to be here. Room full of wondrous treasures. Yes, indeed. It's hot today, so we have the fan on. I don't know if you can hear it in the background. You'll probably be able to hear it a little bit, but I have uh, some noise reduction, post-noise reduction outboard gear to get rid of that blowing home. What a techno guy you are, John. Yeah, well, we try, but, you know, um, (coughs) people hear the fan. Yeah, too bad. Because we got no air condition here. Yeah. We don't got no air condition. What is this, like 91 or 92 today? It's hot out there, but it's not too bad in here with the fan on. It's going to get even hotter when you start playing all these wonderful Hawaiian records. Yes, let's play some hot music. All right. (laughs) What are you going to start with? Well, we decided to do the Hawaiian theme today. Mm -hmm. So, first I had to check and see what... Hawaiian Records John has already played on his program before to make sure I didn't duplicate any of that. And he played a lot of the top-notch ones, but there's plenty more. This, mm. It was a great period of tropical island music back then, the 20s and early 30s. <clears throat> and then, like a lot of other music, the Hawaiian stuff went into bad decline by the end of the 30s. It's, it's over. Yeah, unbelievable. By the end of the 30s, it really gets uninteresting and dull. Yeah. I'm not sure why that is. Yeah, it's like a lot of other music, a lot of other yeah. genres of music. <clears throat> yeah, it's amazing. It's incredible. The music business changes. It can record less people. Well, the music business must have really attacked the Hawaiian thing. Because the Hawaiian music was hugely popular in teens, 20s, 30s, and, and through the 50s and 60s even. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing that uh, annoys me is that electric uh, lap steel that they switched mm. to. There's a mm. couple guys that play it well, but... There's some very early examples of that that are really good. Yeah, you've it, played me some. You ever heard any of those Johnny Almeida ones? Those are good. I'll, you played them for me. I'll yeah. play one of those. Yeah. Well, let's start with one of those. It's okay. a very early electric guitar. It's nice, you know. Okay. It still has the feeling of the old Hawaiian music. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what. All right, we'll start with one of those. All right. This is Johnny Almeida's Hawaiians with duet by Nani Makakoa and John Almeida. It's called Papa Papalina Lahi Lahi. This is from the mid-1930s. It features early electric guitar, and it's on this label put out by some radio station in Hawaii. I think they sold these records as, like, souvenir items to tourists. It has this, you know... Kind of like a, a flower lay on, around as the border and stuff. Okay. It's a nice label. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh,
sound any different from the late 20s horn stuff same feel yeah it just has a, a you know electrical tone to it you know and it's more sustained but yeah you know it's just same feeling great weren't, piano too weren't those these weren't they the first people to play electric guitars hawaiians i don't know i think so yeah they preceded it makes sense because the lap steel preceded the electric guitar yeah 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 and they were there was all these attempts to make acoustical guitars sound louder by like making steel bodies and right. all these ways to project the sound more and before they came up with the electric thing. I know there's that real early photo of Soul Hoopy with the lap steel that he's posed for it, some kind of promotional yeah. photo. Yeah. I don't know exactly when it was taken but it's very mm. early, early 30s. Yeah. They had these little weird guitars, electric guitars, they're called frying pans because it looked like a frying pan. It's a little round-bodied little tiny thing yeah i used to see those and, and the, <coughs> really? early, the mm. early lap steels were really just a block of wood with strings you know oh yeah yeah just like a rectangle block of wood huh. with a pickup and strings you know oh, and yeah. a fretboard but i mean it was really? all one piece a rectangle yeah yeah it's really oh. uh yeah archaic you know huh mm. but you know they worked ex exactly the same way as a guitar so and then it seems like the 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 western swing guys started playing electric guitars in like the 36 37 they start to appear on records well they st they play those lap steels too early on and that probably comes from you know country music uh you know guys who had were playing bottleneck anyways so. yeah playing hawaiian style but almost all stuff. that country swing has a, a a lap steel player on it oh yeah, yeah. they're not they're not like holding a, a Guitar with a pickup on it, like this, the how how does that appear in a Western swing? Do you know? I can't say exactly, but I don't think there was really in the earliest guitar. The electric guitar was that it was you know, always a lap guitar. Well, no, I mean it, in the '30s, sometimes sometimes Gibson had that one that Charlie Christian played. Yeah, they, yeah. Then you got these jazz black jazz guys playing electric guitars. Yeah. 
and then the blues guys. But of course, I'm not a big <coughs> Western swing guy. <coughs> no, I don't I, like that stuff either. I always assumed they were playing lap steels because you always hear somebody playing slide. Slide, right. Electric, Probably know. is, yeah. I wonder when the early, who's the earliest blues guys to play in Muddy Waters, I know, started playing electric guitar. Yeah, I don't know if, like, Big Joe Williams was probably before that. Yeah. Memphis Mini switched over to she electric did? guitar in the 40s. In the 40s, huh? Because yeah. Charlie Christian, he's playing electric guitar by the end of the 30s. Yeah, it's the 30s, definitely. So, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm sure somebody's written about it somewhere. Somebody's yeah. probably investigated that and got all down pat. What do you got there? Uh, this is a... Uh, Sal Hoopy's novelty trio with Iona's saxophones oh, yeah, doing Hilo. said is that was playing that that is called laid back yeah 
that's such a beautiful that's just such a traditional uh hawaiian way of singing and yeah you know, those saxophones are, are, are so weird because you don't even notice them you know it's so unusual for hawaiian music but mm -hmm. they're playing those hawaiian melodies so uh it sounds like a hawaiian guitar sliding around yeah it's beautiful this india iona not sure what his origins are but then later in the 30s he developed a really big orchestra and they played a kind of swing style Hawaiian music. They had a big hit called Hawaiian War Chant, you know, mm. they sing in Hawaiian real fast and the, and the kind of a swing band with horns and mm. I guess maybe there's Hawaiian guitars in there too, I don't remember. But I don't, it doesn't interest me much, it's, it's too modern for my taste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really deep though, that record. Yeah, nice. 1928. Here's a very obscure Hawaiian record. I'm paramount. I'm paramount. <laughs> it's the Kai Serenaders doing Hula Shake That Thing. I, I heard that from Don Kent. Really? And you know what's really funny is that uh, he brought it over with the hopes of selling it to me. Oh, yeah? Oh. And, he, and he played it and he said, you know, tell me if you like this. And I said, yeah, I love that record. And he's like, all right, you know, I want to sell it. And then he goes, I just play it one more time. I play it one more time. He goes, you know, what? I don't think I can sell that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. He ended up keeping it. <laughs> That's annoying. Well, you know, Dom's been good to me. I can't complain. I thought it was funny more than anything else. It's like, I, I just haven't listened to that in a long time. I, huh. I got to keep that. That's record. funny. You decide to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
That's great. Yeah, it's nice. Do you know anything about those guys? Nothing. Yeah. The Kai Serenaders. Yeah. Who knows? And they're just playing uh, Charlie Jackson, Shake That Thing, just slow. Right. Who will shake that thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they credit it to, to Charlie Jackson? Kai and Jackson. Oh. <laughs> Very yeah. ahead of ahead of their time. They're taking partial credit for the the writing. I think that's the only uh, Hawaiian record on Paramount that I know of. Huh, Actually, yeah. there's a couple on Broadway. There's a couple of good ones on Broadway. Is there good ones on Broadway? A couple. Isn't there some like really bad like Frank Frere records on uh, Paramount? I've yeah, seen? probably. They recorded for everybody, I guess. There's a uh, white country group called something like the. Some conservatory or something like that that plays a good Hawaiian song. Huh. I have that here somewhere. <coughs> yeah, it's the uh, Westbrook Conservatory Players. Huh. Indiana March. It's pretty good. But let's listen to the Kamehameha Glee Club. Oh, okay, great. Kamehameha Alumni Glee Club. This is one uh, one of those records recorded by Columbia in Honolulu <coughs> in 1928. Columbia made a field trip to Honolulu and just recorded a whole bunch of great so bands. So many great ones. Yeah. Great bands. You hit me to that a while ago, that if yeah. it says recorded in Honolulu oh, or recorded yeah. in Hawaii and Columbia, that it's probably yeah. good. There's and that's paid off for me many, many times. Yeah. A lot of times they would do a, a really good string band on one side and then a vocalist on the other that's kind of dull, like singing in you know very slow um, voice. But you got to listen to those too, because some of them some are, of them are really good. deep. Yeah. Yeah. And this Kamehameha Glee Club, they made some other records that are not so good. They're slow and, you know, huh. s but this one's got a really good band backing them up. And it's, it's called Kamoe.
Phenomenal. Oh, yeah, it's great tune, great singing, yeah. great band, great rhythm, everything. Great guitar. Oh, yeah. Those guys pounding out that ukulele in the background. Yeah. It's great. Do you have any records by Lawson's Hawaiians? They're on Jeanette. Sometimes they're on Champion. I had Superior, stuff like that. It's a I, white band. I don't have them in there. They're really nice. And hard to find in good condition. I'll play on It's not in the greatest shape, but I, I really like them. I get a rare black label champion. Wow. It's called South Sea Rose. And it has these girl singers on it that's kind of nice. <coughs> these girls sound like they're about 12 years old on here. <laughs>
South Sea Rose. Wow, that was great. For non-Hawaiians, they sure do have the feel now. Yeah, I think they're a bunch of howlies, as they say, I yeah. think. It's great. Somehow they, they Beautiful can, singing, wow. Yeah, it's great. Somehow you can kind of tell when guys aren't real Hawaiians, somehow it's different yeah. somehow. I don't know what, it's subtle. Yeah, well, subtle. like the guitar on that record, like one thing that usually gives it away is uh, they don't slide into the notes, you know? Like uh. The white guys go from one note to another where the Hawaiian guys will do a little harmony and go mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. start like on the major yeah. seventh and slide into the note something like that but the you know but the, they really had a, a great like rhythm section feel, yeah, yeah. very Hawaiian sound yeah well it's kind of and the guitar know. playing was great too it was phenomenal it's just you can kind of tell it's a white guy just yeah there's stories I've never seen anything about them I don't know anything about them at all do you have any records by Kane's Hawaiians? Do you, yeah, do it's actually called Connie. Oh, Connie's Hawaiians. Connie's Hawaiians. I do, yeah. yeah. Do you some, like those? Some of them. Some of them, the, the lead guitar player is just completely in the twilight zone. He's just doing too many like tricky pyrotechnic nonsense. But yeah, yeah. Some of them are good. I have a couple that I like. Yeah. What about uh, Sam Koo? Oh, yeah. Let's see him. <clears throat> Do you have Hawaiian Hula Blues by Sam Koo? No, I don't. It's a, that's his Harmony West Harmony Boys. It's just hi, uh, him with a guitar player. Oh wow. Um, no, he's called Sam Koo West. I think he picked up the name West from that Irene West, who was like I think ah. she was Howley, who was had this touring Hawaiian band in the like way back in the teens and twenties. Huh. I think Sam Koo just picked up her name. Hmm. Then he died quite young. He was dead by 1930, Sam Koo West. Really? No kidding. Yeah. I forget what he died of. Pretty good, great player. Very young. He's very young. Hawaiian Hula Blues. <laughs>
That was some of the best Hawaiian guitar playing you're ever going to hear. Oh, yeah. You know, after hearing that record and thinking about you know, the difference between when, you know, white guys play Hawaiian music and when Hawaiian guys play that guitar, it's just like with the black guys. It's, it's some different sense of rhythm. It's like a hipper of sense of rhythm. These Hawaiian guys are more... There's something in the attack. Bluesy, jazzy too. than in yeah. the attack. There's something in the attack. It's... It's just, yeah, it's more rhythmically uh, yeah. apt or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's a subtle thing, but... These Hawaiians, are the, how they're playing in the 20s sounds very hip and jazzy and bluesy. It's amazing. Yeah. You know? You know, where they got it, how they picked that up, or came naturally or what, I don't know. Okay, let's hear the original version of My Little Grass Shack in Kealakakua, Hawaii. Oh, yeah. By Kanui and Lula. Oh, yeah. This tune was then picked up by the white band leader Ted Fiorito. Huh. Had a big commercial dance band in Chicago, and, and he made a big hit out of this tune, huh. and he stole the credit for it. Really? I don't know. I don't know if he paid them. I don't think he paid them. I doubt it. <laughs> Typical.
unbelievable. Now, that guy, Kanui, talk about attacking the guitar. Jeez. <laughs> but, you know, just playing beautiful, simple melody, but just like attacking it, you know. Right. He's a wild Hawaiian boy. Yeah. This is Benny Nawahi doing the Queen of the South Sea Isles. <laughs> Down in the South Sea Islands Her hair is brown And eyes roll round And she'll greet you with a smile And when she says Balula Dead do the hula That's the only place for me How happy I will be Cause I've got a gal named Pila Popo She's the queen of the South Sea Isles. She's the kind that says you wild. She's always wears a smile. I keep an eye on Bela Poo-Poo. sometimes she likes to flirt. Especially when she wears a native shirt. And all the boys follow her around. Oh, when she stops to wiggle, they start to giggle, she'll put you in the trance with the South Sea dance. Cause I've got a gal named Pila Poo she's the queen of the South Sea hear um, is that Columbus Quartet record that you have on Edison oh yeah but it's uh, it's a, a lateral Edison right, right? that's and really nice I doubt anybody's heard that I know I haven't probably my favorite Hawaiian band if I had to pick one I think it's also issued on the probably on the Hill and Dale Edison also probably oh yeah both probably both I would assume huh. I don't know it's Kalama Quartet playing Palolo label they're called the mid-pacific hawaiians yeah they were called that on on all the edison records i have on the vertical ones too <laughs> 
time favorite Columbus Quartet record and I don't even have it. I gotta get it. <laughs> there's so many good ones they yeah, made, you know. So they made a lot ones. of good records. But I mean that like as you were saying as it was playing, it's just it's recorded so well. Yeah. Oh my god. Fortunately you, you the couldn't okay. get a better mix. The OKs are also really well recorded though too. Fortunately That's true, yeah. Fortunately they record for a good company to yeah. Could but, do them justice. But that one I just noticed the balance is you know oh, it's yeah. so nice. Especially oh, yeah between Mike Hanapi and the other mm -hmm. guitar player, you know, oftentimes right. like the second guitar player would be way too far oh, yeah? in the background. Huh. Well, I noticed that, that you could just hear everything. It couldn't be mixed any better if they individually mic'd everything. Huh. I heard one of your Edisons that you had at your house, one of those Hill and Dale ones, it was also really beautiful. Oh, yeah. Really I, great. Two of those I have are really great, and a couple of them they do like medleys, you know, <laughs> that are just huh. the absolute tops. Those are like four minutes, right? They're a little longer, yeah. yeah. They go up to four minutes, yeah, yeah. and they, and they play longer on those medleys, which is nice. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you know, it's just they're yeah, they're all great. Right. I was lucky enough to get those like in brand new conditions, and they sell. They play really well. 
Yeah. I wonder if those are rare. I've seen them turn up. Huh. And, and, I, and it's funny, too, that the other couple of times I saw them turn up, they were also, like, brand new condition. I don't know if huh. they didn't sell at the end and <coughs> somebody rescued a batch or something. Now, or? For some reason, Edison records usually are turn up in good shape. I don't know why. Huh. I see people that had them. Maybe they were real expensive, that, so people that had them took care of them. So for some reason, Edison machines were expensive, and, and the whole thing was like a kind of upmarket thing, I think. Edison. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it went out of business in 1929. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't compete with the, you know, the more popular market. So uh, do, do you have a, another favorite uh, Emma Bush record than Lay A, which I played on my uh, first radio show ever, which was a Hawaiian yeah, that's show? That's the best one. Yeah. You ever heard Bina Mossman? Oh yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, that'd be great. This is Bina Mossman's Glee Club doing Niu How How. Sweet voices. 
And none of them weighed less than 180 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bina Mossman's Glee Club. I saw a photo of them somewhere. Did you? Oh. Yeah. Just big Hawaiian ladies. Really? Oh. Well, I'd say we got time for a couple more. Yeah? Okay. Um, you got time for three more? Yeah, I got time for three more. You, yeah. got, you got three in mind? Yeah, I do. Okay. First, I want to play a, another one recorded in Europe. You might have this. You have this, uh... Do you have Yakahula Hickey Doola? Yeah, I do. By Rose Carnaz? Yeah, you it's know good. how I have it? For me? You sent it to me. It was recorded in Paris, but they're real Hawaiians, as far as I can tell. That's great, yeah. Let's play, listen to this. eccentric I can't tell where they're from very odd. very odd yeah rhythmically doesn't really sound like the other Hawaiians no it doesn't yeah, but, but then you can't be sure you know no, there's something can't. really off about it it's odd doesn't sound like anything no. so yeah the singing doesn't sound Hawaiian then it does sound Hawaiian 
It's really hard to say what that is. Yeah, it is. No information. Now we're gonna like move over to Tahiti, ah. another Polynesian island. Yeah, what do you got for us? Tahitian records. Oh, cool. This is a post-war Tahitian record. Let's see that label. It's like a field recording, probably from the 40s. I don't know exactly. 40s, early 50s. Recorded by Pierre and Colette Landry. Huh. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's an outdoor recording. They're having entirely too much fun there. Oh, I can honestly say I've never heard anything like that before. <laughs> wow, incredible. Kind of unique, yeah. Incredible. Tahiti, who knew? Yeah, wow. Incredible. Somebody knew because they recorded it. Yeah. Wow. A couple of French people, because that's huh. still a French colony, I think. Huh, incredible. Wow. 
last record of the day. This is another post-war Hawaiian record from the fifties. Oh, wow. Very exciting. That really chintzy-looking label from the Tahiti label, and the group is called Curiata and Toti, with Les Troubadours of the Isles. Huh. It's called Upaupa Ume Ume. Well, what kind of group is this? That was absolutely incredible. I don't even know what to say about yeah. it. I don't think you can say anything about it. Totally unexpected. That was great. Uh, somewhere, somebody gave me a bunch of these records on this Tahiti label, and they're, none of them were any good except this one. The rest were kind of like boring, kind of schmaltzy singing with, you know, kind of commercial sounding rhythm accompaniment. But that one, geez. Incredible. You can hear the French influence in there with the accordion yeah. you know, actually the French brought the accordion there and mix with that native drumming and pounding that's great yeah. great unbelievable yeah Tahiti who knew <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> yeah okay I guess that winds it up for this session yep that's it thanks for listening uh, thanks for uh, having us here again and, it was pretty uh, mind blowing see you again soon all right, over and out. Or hear you again soon, whatever.